When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, travelers. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales. Tales of adventure. Tales of heroism. Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, a jealous, and that awesome intro music that was you just heard was brought to you by the amazingly talented Family Jewels Seven uh, X. You can find him and he- see all of his amazing video game covers over at YouTube.com/slash/FamilyJewels7X. I am joined once again by the one, the only, the epitome of tanking, unless it's against my sex plar, Arkanir. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. You again throw me off there again. Uh, it, it's the hype gets you up there, and then I just bring you right back down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And also, hello to all of the people in the chat room today. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, before we get going, of course, I have to do our shout out to our awesome Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. Uh, we have a new patron this month. It's, uh, there we go. Uh, Brad Kaboski, thank you so much for donating to us over there, you rock, as well as both Nathan Gregory and Reckless for re-upping their subs for this month. Thank you so much, guys. You are amazing. We really appreciate that. It definitely helps us out, helps us continue to do what we do over here, and hopefully bring you the entertaining podcasts that you enjoy. Uh, We have a fun show. Because, of course, we have a few interesting things to talk about news-wise. It's only, like, really one thing, but I think we'll get a little bit of speculation out of it. Don't you, Ark? (laughs) I think we will. I do. I do. Uh, And I have been playing the Living Oblivion out of ESO recently. Like, Ark, you can see in our notes, and that's not even all of it. Um, One page worth of tales there. Yes, I have a page worth of tales. There's a lot that I have to go over today. Um, so yeah, that'll definitely be fun. And, uh, then of course we have the 36 lessons of a Vex sermon 19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot to go. Uh, well, yeah, there's still a lot of sermons. You're right. But you know, here we are. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and move on over. We are in game yet again today and I am on my ever friendly handbag. That's right. He's an Argonian. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, I I love the new, um, like UI you have on the oh, stream. Oh really? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, been playing with it since I've been streaming a good bit more recently. So yeah, we have all of our notifications. We have our little 
you know, whatever. In fact, here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show one because I don't think it actually showed, but I'm going to do it now since we had a new follower. Where is, oh, it needs to refresh. Why is it not up there yet? Anyway, we're going to, we're going to do this one. There we go. There we go for our new well, followers. There, there's a delay, so I'm still. <laughs> oh, well, you'll see it. You'll see it. Yeah. And actually, I'm surprised Dark hasn't. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, that's that. That's actually quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, and I don't know why at the moment it's a little, uh, it's a little behind. Like my Streamlabs is just a wee bit behind, and I really don't know why. I'm going to restart the session there real quick. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> the the Streamlabs is behind, but the followers shouldn't be there. Anyway, there we go. <gasps> yeah, in game. So I've been playing my my handbag recently, um, and there's a reason for why I'm playing the handbag. the The handbag's being played specifically because uh, Face is actually going to be coming back and playing again. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, I know where we left off because, of course, you know. She's like, just go ahead on your main, do what you need to do, and, you know, you, you can, you can uh, just go ahead. And I'm like, well, the nice yeah. thing about Tamriel Unlimited when that came out was that I could literally start any character and pretty much just go anywhere where we left off. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm actually, I think we left off right at the beginning of Gold Zones. That's why I'm in Oradon at the moment. Uh, and I think we left off right after you land at, um, oh, uh, Haven in, in, uh, the, the little port of Haven in Grotwood. Mm -hmm. I think that's like literally as far as we got as a, as a couple. So I'm kind of just running through. I already did Canarthi's Roost and now I'm running through and doing, uh, Oridon to kind of just get a few levels. Cause yeah, you're right. I could have just went up to where she was. I'm not really that huge on finishing a bunch of stuff on this character. Uh, excuse me, because it's like, what does it matter? Right? Like I already have, I've already done all the story. I'm not even really paying attention to story too much at this point, just because I've already gotten to that point. Like I don't, Oh, doors firmly sealed from the other side. Oh, I can't even get in there. That kind of <laughs> sucks. Um, so I'm not really <clears throat> caring too much that I, I, uh, I haven't haven't done it. I gotta blow my nose. I apologize for this, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. So Ark, how have you been doing? Let's go ahead and just jump right on into our tales then. What have you what have you been up to? What do you think? Legends? I still, I, st I still haven't gotten back into uh Lush Girls, unfortunately. Hello? Oh I'm here. I, I was I blew uh, yeah. I, I had to blow my <laughs> nose and I threw the the tissue across the room. And I did not make it into the <laughs> trash can, so that's unfortunate. Have you been playing uh, yeah, any Legends I mean, lately? No, actually not. Really? I mean, I don't get that. I get. I don't get much chance to play Legends mm -hmm. because I'm either at work or in front of my actual computer. So yeah, between the two, Legends don't really get a get some play time. I mean, I used to play Legends back when I still had classes, and I used to play it during the class, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but since then, I don't. I don't know. I mean, no. I don't do any mobile gaming at all. And it, as as you are, like, if I'm on my PC, I don't play Legends. Yeah. Because I have so whole 
lot of options to play instead. Right. There's there's no way I would play Legends if I was on my PC. And that's actually one of the reasons why I, I never really um, jumped into Legends when it was first off. Like, people were on there. They were doing different stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not... I'm not jumping into it until it goes on my my phone because once yeah. it's on my phone, you know, whoop! I could do it while I'm, you know, like you said, at work or you know, on break or whatever. You know, I could just jump in or you know, stuck in traffic. You know, whatever the case may be, there's <laughs> things I could do that you know I couldn't do before. But now, yeah, if I'm on my PC, there's no way I'm playing Legends. I mean, it's a fun game, don't get me wrong, but if I'm on my PC, I'm going to be playing ESO or Dark Souls or something along those lines. Yeah. I'm not going to be playing a card game. It, it just it lends itself well to the mobile gaming, and that's what I use it for. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, why don't... Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been playing Dark Souls, so... Oh, well, that's always fun. <laughs> Are you doing one? or I, I saw your stream, uh, you were on actually, three. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing three. Okay. It's frustrating. It was actually funny. I started with one the other day, and uh, since I'm new to it as well, just something to stream, because uh, for whatever reason, I didn't feel like doing ESO that night. Mm-hmm. So I did... I, I had Dark Souls 1, and I bought it on a Steam sale a long time ago, right? Just a long time ago. Never really did anything with it, because apparently I found out that it. I was trying to play it with like mouse and keyboard, and that's yeah. just like a big no-no because it was a console yeah. game that was very badly ported over um, to PC. So I got an Xbox uh, 360 controller or whatever that works for your PC. And I've been playing it on that. And I have got I got farther than I did. Um, and the stream chat was keeping track of all my deaths. And I'm like up to five deaths. <laughs> and I just got yeah, done I got to get the same thing as well. People wanted it, but... Like the one thing I tried to implement real quickly didn't work as exa- mm. exactly as we wanted it. So yeah, yeah. As soon as you find out like a a, a a mod or something that'll do it, that'd be great. Because yeah, I know mm. I people were asking if I had one, and we had some people in chat just keeping track. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very depressing actually, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to get one for the overlay because I have a nice overlay now, and I want to keep that going, mm. but. The overlay I have doesn't have that built in because it's not a Dark Souls overlay. It's just generic. Yeah. It's just for whatever I'm playing. So, um, yeah. But I definitely you know, need if, a if we get too much into Dark Souls, we could do a Dark Souls podcast as well. We probably or could. Or at least, I don't know, a show or something. Yeah. Since it, yeah. it fits the theme. It does. It fits it, the theme. It, Dungeon it, Crawler. Oh, oh, Dark Souls definitely fits. <laughs> It definitely fits, and I've been I've been having fun with one. I need to get back into it, but I've been kind of waiting because it's like, oh, I want to do it, but at the same time, I have some other stuff to do. The Ashes mm-hmm. of Creation Alpha that's been going on, um, and then of course, uh, um, playing ESO a lot, streaming that, doing stuff with the guildies there. It just I, I want to get back into it, but I want to get that that death counter going because. I think that'll be fun for people to laugh at me for. So, you know. Ooh, getting lots of messages, which is awesome. All right. So let's go ahead, and I guess I'll talk about my tales. Let's talk about Legends yeah. first. So I've been still trying to put together the the strength willpower build. I don't know why I like it so much. I do. Like, I, I don't know about you. Do you feel like when you were playing that strength willpower was kind of weak, which is, you know, the red-yellow? 
Not really. I mean, I think strength willpower is a good combination. Willpower has a lot of like spell types. Yeah. Or buff yeah. types. And then well, strength obviously, well, it's it's Nords. Yeah, Nords and yeah. Orcs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely I, I a lot of fun. Huh. And again, I, I use strength endurance for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, that that's that one that one's good too, but um I mean the the deck that's called like Warriors of Hammerfell is uh red blue, which is strength intelligence, I guess. Um and that that seems to work really well because a lot of the red guards, like uh the blue have a lot of items. So like you use items and when you put an item on a red guard, they just get buffed up, you know, high oh, yeah. heaven or well, not. Red guards red guards go crazy with items. Yeah, Nords <clears throat> tend to be that more berserker style, like you know what I mean? Like they have high attack or whatever, or charge or whatever. Like they're meant to get in there quick, but they're not overall great. Um I guess my issue is like, yeah, there is one thing I love from the willpower, and that is the uh Adric Spear, which is literally the five cost kill anything. Oh, oh yeah. Oh that's, that thing that's is a game save. Oh my game chain. Oh, it is. Oh, it, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And uh, hello, SDTLC. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Um, it is a game changer. Like, it's it's so powerful if you can get it. I often hold them for a very long time. I won't waste them mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff. But I here's the deck that I really don't enjoy is, or it's so powerful because it's so hard to get through is, uh, um, Oh, it, it's normally the green and purple, I think it is. So agility, endurance. Oh, I, I, I hate anything green. I used to hate mm-hmm. green in mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering as well. Playing against green was a nightmare. And it yes. still is a nightmare in Elder Scrolls Online as well. Yeah. I, I mean, Elder Scrolls Legends. It is. like Because like with the green, one of their big things is lethal. And, of course, the stupid freaking Khajiits and their pilfer. Oh, my God goodness i hate green green is like the i hate fi- anytime i see a green i'm just like eat dirty yeah. <laughs> I, I do i, I mean, just you, abs- you put down a like 12 to 12 card yeah and he just comes along with a one one lethal and kills it and that's it's like <sighs> and that's the thing that's kind of annoying to me okay because with the willpower right you have that game changer which is the uh the adric spear right mm-hmm but a lethal card can do the exact same thing. You just have to wait on a turn. So I guess the only counterplay is whether or not you had something to destroy it before it gets a turn. But it's it's a card that can do... You can have more than three of them, and they cost hardly anything to put on your deck, right? That's kind of my issue, is that the green has so many of these just kill cards that make it so hard to jump into. I... I I I hate green. Like I really do. I hate green cards. And anytime I fight against those, I tend to really just get upset because my my Nord cards don't seem to be all that powerful. The other deck I used to play is Willpower Endurance. Um the the in-game deck they named it that you get just from playing the story was called Imperial Might because it's a lot of low damage uh willpower cards like imperials they're literally just mm. imperials low damage like one one just crap like that but a lot of it has to do with other characters it's like anytime you summon them uh, a character give it one one you know and you can you can buff entire lines like i've laid down a uh, a 
you know, and like doing a horn, like I did a, what was it? The Imperial regiment or whatever that fills an entire lane with one ones. Yeah. Well, I had, um, an Imperial arms master that added a one, one. So my entire line of one ones became two twos. And then I did a horn, which gave them two, two for a turn. So they became a full line of four fours. That's like 16 damage in one shot. Like, it's just insane how you can buff those. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a board cleaner at that point, just just resign. There's, yeah. There's no point trying to fight that. You're right. Yeah. Without a board cleaner, it's, like you know, or at least a very, very high uh, endurance uh, um, guard card. Guard. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're done. Like, that ain't going to happen. Um, yeah. It's. It, it does suck. It really does suck. It, I enjoy that build. But again, it requires the right amount of cards at the right time. Like you can really... It's not powerful unless you have the right lineup and you have to make sure they don't clear the cards out for you. You know what I mean? Like if if you're trying to set up your deck or your, your line and then someone does a board clear and wipes you out, like especially if you're doing like your... Uh, your cards that give health and damage on summon and they wipe them out. Well, that just, that's an early wipe for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Cause you, without those, those buffer cards, you're not going to have a chance to actually utilize it to the full strength. So yeah, definitely that yeah. kind of sucks, but I've been trying to build this strength willpower deck, which because I want it to work. That's just kind of the play style I have. But right now, just the Nords don't seem all that powerful. Not enough to, not enough to really make me go, yeah, this is awesome. Well, maybe you should just buy some, I don't know, card boxes, card decks. Well, just I, your chances with the loot. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Um, uh, what I have to do is I have to buy the the Dark Brotherhood expansion yet, but I'm kind of trying to do it all with in-game gold, um, just to just to get it because it's like a thousand gold per chapter. So I've been doing yeah, the dailies, yeah. Um, and I'm not in a real rush. Uh, I just crafted Volendrung, uh, which is the legendary card that allows you to like essentially equip a bunch of people with like a really powerful weapon that adds breakthrough and stuff like that it's it's really powerful it's kind of like the the linchpin of the deck and so i didn't have it so i i had enough soul gems that i crafted it and uh yeah it it's it's pretty awesome i'm excited definitely excited to try that out but i still need to fill out the rest of the deck <laughs> so uh, there's a few cards, like I said, that j- you just get from doing Dark Brotherhood. Like they're, like the what is it, the Midnight Brawler or something like that. It, it's something simple, but you actually get it just in the story. So I just got to unlock it. So I'm slowly making my way through that and trying to get that done. Because um, like the idea of the 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 willpower strength deck is purely just overwhelming your guy right off the bat. Cause a lot of, a lot of Nords have charge, a lot of damage, like the Nord mm-hmm. troopers, like a six, two card. So yeah, it's, it's fragile. One hit and go. Yeah. It's fragile, but man, if you can get that hit off, mm, it's good. It's real good. So I don't know. There's that. All right. So let's see. That was my legends playthrough. Not, not a whole lot. I'm still working on things with legends. Um, 
it's really just me logging in every day, doing at least one quest to make sure that I always have an open spot for the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get coins. And once I have the coins, I'm going to unlock the Dark Brotherhood story and and just go through that. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, I don't have much to talk about legends, unfortunately, like Nate, because I don't play it, but that is what it is. Maybe one day. Yeah. Nate just adores legends. He's in it like constantly, which is, which is awesome. Um, so I can't wait to see when Nate gets on because he always has some awesome legends to tell me, and he often uh, yeah. <laughs> he often um, often sends me messages going, "Hey, I got you know this done or this done," and um, sending me sending me screenshots of some poor guy who's about ready to get crushed. <laughs> I think he sent me one the other day where he had like sixty some health. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> the guy had three health. I don't know. Why, no, nothing just... on the bar. And uh, Nate had every single lane filled, and they were like twelve of twelve cards. He's like, "You think this guy's gonna win?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> that's just that's devastating." Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's not winning. That's that's humiliating. It. That yeah, way. that was sad. The guy's like has no cards left, nothing on the <laughs> field. Nate has like a full hand. All the decks are full with like these buffed up cards. He has like sixty health. It's like ah, uh... that that's one of those games where you just like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not yep. playing anymore tonight. This is not <laughs> happening. So yeah, um. So there we go. All right, let's go ahead and jump into my ESO tales because I do have a lot to talk about there. Um, obviously right now you'll see I'm playing my, my little, uh, Argonian. He's a night blade. Um, I'm actually kind of, well, I'm role playing him the way that I role play a game, right? Like I don't sit in taverns and do that crap, but, um, he is a shadow scale. I'm going to take him through the dark brotherhood and do the shadow scale stuff because, um, yeah, that's what that's what he is. In my head, in my head canon, he is a he is a shadow scale. Well, so. lower question coming up. Okay. Shadow scales like Star Cities as well, like Dark Brotherhood do. Yeah. But they are not they're not they don't have anything to do with Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, they're like a separate mm, faction. Not really. Um essentially what what they are is this. Shadow Scales are not really a separate faction of the Dark Brotherhood. They're just a a group that actually is is what they call themselves when they when they enter every every Saxlil, which is the Argonian name for themselves, that is born mm-hmm. under the sign of the serpent or is it serpent or shadow? I can't remember. Shadow. It's probably shadow since shadow scales. Yeah, I I can't remember if it's serpent or shadow, but any Argonian born under that sign is immediately given to the Dark Brotherhood. Like from oh. birth. They don't join. They oh. are immediately given. Like if they're born under that sign, they are immediately inducted into the Dark Brotherhood. So it's kind of like an elite group within the Dark Brotherhood. They're not their mm-hmm. own faction, but they call themselves Shadow Scales. And I'm sure that the Dark Brotherhood, especially in Black Marsh, has you know a squad that's literally called the Shadow Scales. Yeah. It's only of Argonians. But yeah, uh, any Argonian born under that certain sign is immediately given over from birth. They're not. They're not raised at home they're not no they're just given over at birth to serve the dark mother and sithis nice <laughs> yeah 
So he's a he's since he's a Nightblade, he is going to be a Shadow Scale. Now he's a Magic a Nightblade, um, and my wife they she loves 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 Argonians for some odd reason. I, I don't <laughs> know why. It's it's weird. Um, but because she loves Argonians, I figured she would enjoy um, adventuring with an Argonian for when we get to play. In fact, actually, I think when she gets on, I have to buy some crowns on her account and give her a, a race change because she's going to race change away from Breton uh, and she's going to make an Argonian. Oh, yeah, I remember she always wanted to do that. Right. Back but when she, it wasn't an option. Yes, she had stopped playing before it actually became an option. So now she's looking to reinstall the game and she wants to play because she's like, you've been playing a lot. I think it'd be fun to to play with you on stream some nights since you've been playing it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, um, cause we haven't really been playing any games together. The only other game we've really been looking forward to do together is, uh, ashes of creation, but that's still yep. two years out or longer. So, and she's not an alpha tester. She doesn't enjoy that. Even, even when I got her into like the beta for ESO, uh, she logged in, looked around a little bit and went, okay, I kind of <laughs> figured out what I got, and that was it. Whereas I spent hours testing. She kind of logged in and did this. She's like, I don't really want to play because I don't want. I don't like the idea of my character going away. I want it to be permanent, and then, so she won't play any alphas or betas or anything. Yeah, that's like understandable, that. though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's just the type of player she is. She didn't want to mm-hmm. do that, so here we go. So yeah, I've been playing this guy. I think I'm gonna go Magic and Nightblade, which is weird. I don't think I've ever done that before, but that seems to be pretty popular nowadays. So um. I wouldn't know. The only pl- the only thing I played is a Dragon Knight, so and okay. just a bit of Sorcerer, but that was for role play reasons. So yeah, right, right. Um. I miss my Magicka Dragon Knight. <clears throat> Magicka Dragon Knight. <clears throat> yeah, I need to. The one that they destroyed after the stamina changes. So I can't tank as a Magicka Dragon Knight anymore. But I miss it. Understand. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a shame. All right. So that's this guy. I've been playing him. And I did him on the stream the other night when uh, Estelle and I did a... Excuse me. My nose has been running like crazy. But we did a, uh, we did a kind of laid-back podcast for our Dungeon Crawlers podcast, which will be coming out this week as well. So if you aren't signed up to see that on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher Radio, definitely consider going out and, and subbing up to that. It's been a few weeks since we've actually done a show, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. i got to blow my nose again. Dear heaven above. <laughs> Excuse me one second. Ark, why don't you talk for a second? All right, well, I'm talking for a second, although I have no idea what to talk about because it was in the middle of your tales. Um but uh, just to just to make time pass, are you going to talk about your Dark Brotherhood tales? I wonder. Yes, I am, and I'm back. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I made it into the thing this time, <clears throat> which is pretty cool. Um, yes, actually, that's a lot of my tales is going to be Dark Brotherhood. Um, yeah, because I made Here's it thing, all I, all the way through. Yeah, I was thinking I wouldn't listen you talk about it because i haven't played it but i thought but then i thought you know what i'll just listen to it because at this point if i keep not playing the game like this um you'll forget by the time you play (laughs) 
Yeah, and we, we will never be able to talk about any tales from this point on with any of the new DLCs. True. So I thought, okay, spoilers are fine, and I'm really curious about what is your problem with the quest? Well, oh, oh, trailer, oh, I my think... rant? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, no, all right, let's, let's go ahead and just jump into this. All mm. right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off here. Um, so... Remember where I left off the last time? I was going after that Scipio gentleman, which I was really excited about that they used the name Scipio because it was really big in Roman, um, yep. in Roman history, the name Scipio. So I thought that was really neat. And it was an interesting quest because you actually have to go to, like, I think it's Anvil Castle or something. It's one of the castles because he's actually a very high-ranking member. And mm-hmm. so you go talk and you go in there and, of course... The love of my life at the time. This is going to hurt. I Hopefully I don't cry too much. Um, I find Mirabella there, right? She's acting as a servant, you know, doing her own little thing. And it's, it's pretty neat. Like, yeah. I get to talk to her. Like I had, even though it's my, my mark, my target, she's like, you can, I'll help you out, right? Like this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some idea of the castle because I've been posing as a servant girl here for many, many, many uh, 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 a month, a year, whatever, however long. Mm -hmm. So you talk to her. And so after you kill Scipio, right? Like you go in and you kill him. And this was given to you by the the pirate queen herself, uh, Fortunata, right? So she gave you this. So you go and kill him. And then midway through, after you're done killing him, he is the he is like the general of of the um of the hour of the order glass. And you make your way through the the castle again, and you stumble upon the count, who is also a member of the Order of the Hourglass, performing a dark sacrament. <laughs> and it's funny because you get there and he's in the middle of his dark sacrament, and you're uh like you show up and the speaker shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? You know, cause the speaker's there to, or the listeners there, I guess. Is he the listener or the speaker? Uh, I think uh, he's the, the, the listener. The guy at the first, that gives us the quest first. Yeah. The, well, yeah, he's the speaker. Tenebris. He shows up and he's like, huh, funny to see you here. It's like, well, I was kind of in the building already, you know, <laughs> like doing the last dark sacrament, you know, like, here we go. And, in a clever turn of play, this guy is, is performing a dark sacrament to kill Fortunata, <laughs> who gave you. <laughs> and uh, of course, Tenebris is like, "Yeah, we don't care, you know. Like we're yeah. we're doing what we're doing, right?" And it's like, "Okay, well, you performed your contract. You worked for Fortunata. You did what she needed. And now there's another one who is to kill her. So yep. we align with her or with." well with him we accept the quest and of course he's like well since you're already here i'm giving the contract to you you know it's like awesome (laughs) right so that's where i make it back to the castle and that's where i meet mirabella right so i kind of jumped ahead a little too far so mirabella happened after that and she's a little upset it's like what just because you happened to be there the speaker gave this to you fine whatever but i'll give you what knowledge (laughs) i have um, and she tells you that, well, one of the easiest things to do would be to poison her wine. And, mm-hmm. of course, 
you can be like, uh, well, you know, why don't I just go up and stab her in the face, right? Like that, why not? And she's like, well, you could do that, but why, why, uh, why, uh, why go through all the trouble when you can make the poison work for you? So you sneak through, which is pretty fun because you actually do have to sneak through the entire, um, the entire castle trying to avoid yeah, detection. Which I wasn't able to do with my bulky Nord, so I had to kill everyone in the well, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, it happens. It happens. But so I went in and I and I uh, and I I did that because of course I'm I'm a stamina Templar, so I'm wearing medium armor, so I get all the stealth bonuses. It was it was pretty easy, even though I'm technically wearing five one one. I have enough of the passives that i'm a really good stealth character so (laughs) whatever even with a two-handed weapon i'm still a good stealth character and of course the the line of streams was called the murder hobo series because that's what i was doing (laughs) um so i go in and i sneak through this entire castle it was great i don't think i killed anybody maybe a couple people not many i I sneak through and I and I poison the wine and of course then I meet her and she's and she assumes you're there to talk about the contract that you just completed. <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, that's cool. Come and meet me on my balcony and uh and uh I'll bring some wine." And she calls to the Mirabella, the serving girl who happens to be there, said, "Bring some bring some of my wine up and something significantly less expensive for our friend here." Um Yeah, I I remembered that. I was so angry at that. I know. I'm like Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, for once I was, I was a little upset. And then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. I poisoned that. All right, cool. <laughs> Good. I didn't really want to drink that anyway. Here it's a bad vintage. So I'm going through. I'm doing my thing. Happy day, right? Like, yeah, it's great. And uh, we go up. And, of course, she goes to drink her wine. And I'm standing there. I'm drinking my wine. And. She starts choking. She's like, what's this? And there, of course, Mirabella is going, you know, she's like, Mirabella, what are you here for? She's like, well, yeah, uh, you know, that you're here to die. And it's funny because she, she's on this balcony overlooking this seaside cliff and she's like holding her throat. She's going back. Mirabella pushes her right off the edge. Just like, and there she goes right <laughs> off the edge. I'm like, I have never been so turned on right now. Like in my life, she is so freaking hot. And then I'm, of course, worried that she's going to, you know, kill me. But, you know, that, that my token phrase of she scare rouses me, right? Because, yeah. dear heaven, I love Mirabella. Um, so, where am I at? All right, so pushed off the ledge. Okay, here's... Okay. All right. As you see on my next... If you, you could see my notes here, right? Like, so freaking yeah. anger at Dark Revelations Quest. Rawr! Yeah. Streamed it. So angry. Okay. So the next quest, after you kill Fortunata and, you know, you do your thing, now the Dark Brotherhood has moved you on to finding out who's been killing all these members of the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, Because they've been hunting down. And actually, this is something I forgot about, right? Uh, Because the, the Count, the Count who we did the Dark Brotherhood quest for to kill Fortunata says he has information on who the Black Dragon is, and if yep. we do it, we'll we'll get it. Well, again, it was given to me, and Mirabella is pissed, and I wasn't really <laughs> sure why she was so pissed. Well, it turns out at the very beginning, remember how you found Sinbar, who was like pinned to the wall or whatever, and he was tortured and killed? I forgot, because when you first do the introduction, that's her lover, 
who she's like, oh, I'll you know, I'll mess oh, around right. with you. Yeah. Well, apparently, I forgot who that was because I kind of wondered where he went after the first quest where you he introduces himself. And, you know, obviously he was just a stumbling block on my way to Mirabella, so I really didn't pay too much attention to him. Um, and he was gone. Well, here he was dead because I just didn't put two and two together. I only found this out afterwards. So, of course, she is so pissed off that... I was yet again given another another thing that she felt should be hers because, of course, she wants to avenge her lover. Um, and she talks to me, right? And she's like, you know, I'm really upset about this. And she kind of bears her soul. And it comes out to the point where she's like, you know, don't tell the matron mother about me because if you do, whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, you actually have to go talk to Astaria the 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 dark brotherhood matron yep and you actually have an option on whether or not you want to rat on her and say yeah she's kind of losing her mind here but i'm thinking in my head i'm not going to do that because i want to score some brownie points and maybe get in this girl's armor right so i don't i just go yeah the sanctuaries the sanctuaries go down because of people like you <laughs> oh, you always on. put the sanctuary and the dark brotherhood's well-being first oh hold on it, it gets better it gets better all right so i'm thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna score some brownie points here you know maybe get maybe maybe get a little down tonight you know with the dirty murderous chick like i was really excited about this so i'm going ahead and i'm doing my thing i get through the dark brotherhood and, and um i'm doing the quest and i'm and i'm making my way through this entire dark are the uh the order of the hourglass sanctuary and i am mm-hmm. stealthing it like you wouldn't believe i am not killing anybody i am like i'm gonna be really stealthy we're gonna take this out we're gonna find out who the black dragon is and we are just gonna we're gonna we're gonna sneak out well okay so i do that i get all the way to the end and of course mirabella's there she's like i'm gonna help you regardless of whether or not you care one way or the other i'm like all right that's cool you know we'll we'll find this dark this person we'll kill him and then we'll be happy you know, we'll run off together. It'll yeah. be great. So we uh, we get up to that point, and I sneak up into the where we get to the room of where she is. Okay, and I and I find a lady standing outside. She's in like librarian robes, and she's like, "Don't kill me, blah blah blah. I know why you're here, and I and you know I've been working so long with the Black Dragon that." Um, I, I can I could show you where she's at if you don't kill me. Of course, you don't have any other option, so you say sure. Why not? Right. So you go in and and you accept. So you walk into the room and no one's there. And of course, there comes Meryl Brell. She's standing on like this balcony, like above above the room, going. It's about time you got here. I'm about ready to set up an ambush. And she's like, wait, who's that with you? And all of a sudden, you get knocked in the back of the head and knocked unconscious or knocked like so you can't move. And she starts starts laughing at you. And all of a sudden, she disappears, appears up behind Mirabella and impales her on a sword and holds her over the ledge and then like drops her off. She kills her. I was so freaking pissed. (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Just up and just kills her, like, right there where you're standing. And, and, and it wasn't, like, the old style of killing, right? Where it's like, oh, they stab and they go, eh, and they fall over. No, she's freaking impaled on both blades. The lady who led me in, she was the black dragon. Yeah, yeah. 
I here's was... the thing though. I if if I recall correctly, I ratted Mirabelle out to the matron on that when when I was given the choice. Because I was like, okay, uh, this mindset isn't healthy for the mission. She is going to either get me killed or get herself killed, whatever. But I don't think I've done any further than that. So I don't know what ha- if she actually survives if you rat her to the ma- matron. You know, and that's funny you say that because I started to wonder that myself going, if I had ratted her out, would she be alive now? Like... And I'm definitely going to have to do that on another character and, like, rat her yeah, out. I'm, I'm definitely going to try that with my European character. Mm-hmm. Because, or maybe just open my North American character and <clears throat> continue where I left off to just to see that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Oh, I was livid on the stream. I was <laughs> so pissed. I... I went on a murder rampage, the likes of which you have not seen. Like, I think by the t- I I went balls to the wall. By the time I was done, I had a hundred and fifty-seven thousand gold bounty. I killed Whoa. like I think they counted uh, like a hundred and seventy-two different people. <laughs> I went nuts, and uh, I actually had to use my uh, the thing I got from doing the thieves guild quest. Uh, that removes like a hundred thousand bounty and still had a bunch of bounty on me. <laughs> I was livid. I killed every single living thing, man, woman, child, dog, kitty in that building. <laughs> I was pissed. Oh, I'm so pissed. So my Mirabella, she's dead, and I'm so upset. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, well, this is- technically, you got her killed. I. You know, I, mean, I was so pissed. I, I, that's my anger right there. That's why I was like, I am so freaking mad right now. Uh, so I got to give know, it to Zoss. They, they did a really good job with. The, when I read this, when uh-huh. I saw much freaking anger at Dark Revelations Quest, when I read this thing <clears throat> on the show notes, I thought, okay, I guess there's some, some sort of like lore problem there or something that doesn't make sense. And it's, he's angry again because. Because there's a lore problem and it's not right, and that's why he's angry. But yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be because an NPC got killed. Oh yeah, no, no, it was it was specifically because she got killed. I am so angry about this. I'm still angry about this. Okay, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> okay, it gets better. It gets even freaking better. All right. I gotta say, the Dark Brotherhood story is probably. You know, I said how Rothgar was really good. Like Rothgar's a zone's amazing. And I really like the story, but Dark Brotherhood, mm-hmm. Dark Brotherhood may be my favorite now. Like, you know what? Do you have more Dark Brotherhood tales after this? Yes, there's more. <laughs> I right now I feel like just going on, opening the game, and doing the Dark Brotherhood quest line now. So it is. I might actually not listen to. Rest okay. Of this. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's it's so freaking good. Um. I guess if you want to mute up, I will go over my tales, I guess. And I can always just send you a message <laughs> when I'm yeah, done. Let's, let's, let's do that, actually. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So he's going to mute himself up so he doesn't hear any of this because the Dark Brotherhood story is really freaking good. So anyway. Hold on. Before, before I go, oh, yeah. this may have been the one thing that I needed to get back into Elder Scrolls Online, actually. <laughs> this may have been that little fire, that spark right here, Dude, right now. You, well, before you go mute, 
you were yeah. saying how much you love the Dark Brotherhood from like Oblivion. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, dude! Like I haven't played the Oblivion one. I played the Skyrim one. It was okay. This one got me freaking hooked. I'm not normally a big Dark Brotherhood fan, like as you know. <laughs> oh, but it's now. I I honestly think this is my favorite DLC. It goes back and forth between Rothgar just because of how good Rothgar was and the political yeah. intrigue that surrounded Rothgar. Oh, but Dark Brotherhood is so much. Oh, it's so good. It's so <laughs> freaking good. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to go all the way to the end of the Dark Brotherhood thing, so you may be muted for a while. Okay, I'm going to leave the call. Just, just let okay, me know. Okay, I'll, I'll call you back when we're, when we're yeah. ready to go. All okay, right. that, sounds, that sounds good. <sighs> okay. All right, so, all right, back to the story at hand. So after Mirabella is, like, brutally taken away from me, and I'm, of course, all pissed about this right um about the about who this this lady is i'm just determined to kill this person in fact i think i even used a a less than colorful language in chat and saying how i was going to go kill this particular lady it may rhyme with witch and i don't know you you can you can do what you want there but i was so pissed just so freaking pissed so the next quest that finishes she's dead I'm sad, like really sad, really, really, really sad. And I go back and I get the next quest. So we need to find out the origins of this lady. The thing that she, that we kind of found out was that she was once a member of the Dark Brotherhood. So we find out actually what her name was. And I can't remember the name. And the name's not super familiar right now because it's just an NPC name. But when you take it back, it turns out that... Uh, Green Venom Tongue, one of the Argonians, nar- shadow scales that are there, remembers her and saying that he was once part of a sanctuary in Shadowfen that she was a part of before the purification. Now, I'm going to get into the purification here in a second. Um, so he was tasked with finding out more about her. And when you finally do get up to to that point he's like we're gonna go back and we're gonna we're gonna find my old sanctuary and um when you go to find the old sanctuary you're like should we tell the matron and he's like no we're not telling her that we we're going back well this is what happened to green venom tongue sanctuary it went through something known as a purification and when you ask him about that he was apparently away from the sanctuary when the purification happened But the members of the Black Hand, the Black Hand are the ruling members of the Dark Brotherhood, dictated that there was something so wrong within the the Dark Brotherhood organization itself that every single member needed to die, all right? Like, they had to kill everyone because apparently it was, they said, a systemic infection throughout the dark brotherhood and everyone in that sanctuary had to die and it turned out that the person who did all the killing was a lady known as the black dragon or became known as the black dragon um so you're going back in through this this zone excuse me in in the dark brotherhood and you you find out that the reason like she's just insane. She's killing everybody in the sanctuary. And this leads you all the way back to Anvil itself, right? Where she goes to escape as she makes her way to a different sanctuary. And this is where she actually meets 
uh, the primate of Akatosh, the the leader of or one of he was a high ranking member, but he be, he's actually the leader of the Order of the Hourglass, who finds her and essentially converts her to the belief in Akatosh. So she renounces Sithis and he's essentially using her as a tool to hunt down and kill all the rest of the dark brotherhood. So she's this misguided character. Um, so you're going in and you're trying to find this, you find this green venom tongue and he sends you off, finds out who it is. And he tracks down where the black dragon is. So of course this was his mission. Like he was given this mission to go kill her because he was she was once part of her sanctuary. We were sent along as insurance to make sure that he did his job because the matron felt that um, we were we were or he was too close to the situation. I guess that's the best way to say it. He was too close to the situation to effectively make sure she's dead so we had to go and make sure that green venom tongue goes and and does what he needs to do all right so i'm sitting there going fine whatever we'll be the lackey and we'll go fine so we're sneaking through the the ruins of of this old what used to be the old hour of the order glass um sanctuary before it moved into anvil itself back when they first started and that's where she's been taking up and being her abode well we go and we go up to make our way all the way through, which by the way, there's all these undead, which is really surprising to me. But anyway, I don't really know the, the idea behind that, but the entire time that you are going through this area. All right. There is something known as, uh, the wraith of Sithis, like, because he's talking about this, this childhood story that anyone who, um, Anyone who uh, betrayed the Dark Brotherhood, the wraith or the wrath of Sithis would find them and destroy them. So while you're making your way through this, there is this ghostly wraith that is just ahead of you. It is it is so freaking creepy. Like this wraith is right ahead of you the entire time. And even Green Venom Tongue's like, did you see that? Like, what in the heck is this thing? So you are like, fine. You're making your way through. You're you're going to find this lady. And, um, when you do, okay, you get up to her room, green venom tongue was stabbed through the belly too. He dies. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, I tried my best to, to, um, to, to stop her, but I couldn't do it. She's just too strong. And it's now up to you. You have to stop her. She ends up killing Green Venom Tongue as well. I'm like, how in the world is this lady doing this? So, of course, you go into the deepest, darkest recesses of, of this cave, right? This cave was the founding of, of this area. And there's a very old statue of Akatosh as a dragon. It's actually the image you see that I see almost every time I load in, it's, it's a stone dragon. And when I first saw it, I'm like, that's, you know, is this Skyrim based? It's actually meant to represent Akatosh inside this cave. So I go and we fight her to the death, right? So we end up killing the dark, 
uh, the the black dragon, right? But before she dies, the Wraith of Sithis actually captures her, grabs her, and drags her down to Oblivion or wherever in creation she's at now. And it was so creepy because she's literally like screaming in pain going, no, no, don't let it take me. Don't let it take me. And oh my goodness, it was so creepy. So freaking creepy. So... This leads us to one of the final aspects of the Dark Brotherhood, all right? This leads us to the point in the story where we have to go after the primate itself. We realize that, essentially, through her, he was able to eliminate his old master and become the leader of the Order of the Hourglass. So we go in and... The part of the thing is actually the entire Dark Brotherhood because they're amassing an army to take us out. She already knows where our hideaway is. She's amassing an army and she's going to destroy us. Well, we're going to strike first. So we go ahead, we charge in, and we make our way through the entire Citadel. And of course, I'm fueled by rage right now like because of Mirabelle and, um, and of course, uh, Green Venom Tongue. Because Green Venom Tongue is freaking amazing. I thought he was really cool as a character. Um, so, I go through and um, and and we just kill it. And we go and we actually attack this guy. He was actually very, very tough. He had, he had this ability to have time magic. Because, of course, Akatosh is the god of time and he's able to freeze time and stop time oh it was actually insanely difficult uh in order to to finish this quest um but when you do okay when you do actually finish this quest it is probably the most brutal i've ever seen this game ever okay because after you defeat him he's kneeling over going i know when i'm defeated it's over and the quest says, execute him, all right? Uh, so you go up to him. You literally tap him on the shoulder. He turns around. You grab his staff out of his hands and impale him, Vlad the Impaler style, on his staff. And he's impaled on this staff, dripping blood down the staff on the floor. I was like, because I'm doing this on stream going, what the heck just happened here? And, oh, it was so freaking brutal. And I loved it every second of it. It was amazing. Absolutely freaking amazing. So, that actually officially ends the story of the Dark Brotherhood, okay? And what's really cool is when you make it back to the sanctuary, you're like, we're saved, blah, blah, blah. And... The entire group that's still alive is there, and they and they hail you as the silencer. You are now the silencer of the Dark Brotherhood. And, of course, the way they end every speech is Hail Sithis. Well, when they do it, every single voice says Hail Sithis, but you hear this weird ethereal voice in the background doing it. Oh, it gave me chills, and it was so freaking awesome. I, I, yeah, I can't gush over Dark Brotherhood enough. It is... It is definitely one of my favorite DLCs they've done. It was so freaking good. So freaking good. But it's not quite over yet. Okay? So let me let me let me just say what I what happened next. 
there is this is the precursor quest that kind of led us into where we were heading next remember how every single one of the dlcs or whatever had a quest that kind of gave you hints about what was coming next well there was a quest called the sweet roll killer which only activates after you finish the main story this is the breadcrumb quest that led us to morrowind right so of course you run into naru again um, and she's flirting up a storm as naru does all right um, but my heart wasn't ready. That's what I have here um, because I'm still hurt over Mirabella being dead. Now all of a sudden, here's my other crush. She shows up and she's flirting with you and stuff like that. In fact, actually, I took a few screenshots that I have to grab off my desktop. Let me let me just do that real quick. Show desktop. Can I show desktop? Show desktop. All right. Um, let's copy those over here. All right. All right. So. Let me go ahead and open one of these up. Nar or no, sweet roll. All right. So first off, to do the sweet roll killer, you run into a guy named Raymond um, Minvevius, I think his name is. Um, and this guy already has me a little like, what the heck is going on here? Because he's he's making me uncomfortable the way he's talking. And if you haven't got a chance to actually do this quest yet, I encourage you to do so. Excuse me a second. I apologize. I'm back. Sorry. Had to blow my nose yet again. So you're talking to this guy, and I actually took a screenshot of, of what was happening, right? And he goes, my sincerest apologies. I didn't mean to offend you. I guess some people wouldn't be satisfied with all the gold and anvil or my huge dot, 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 dot. He's very suggestive. And even on, on stream, people are like, what is going on here? Like, what game are you playing? Because it's, it's very, very suggestive. So that's the sweet roll killer. And that starts you. So, of course, you run into Naru again. And let me see here. Um, and you're out looking for a, uh, a person who gives people sweet rolls and in the sweet roll is a note saying that essentially they're going to die like some, and everyone who's gotten one has died, right? So you're going through and you, you track down everyone. And, and one of the people who got a sweet roll is Naru. And of course she like flirts with you as always, because you know, you flirted before, but she's also realizes you're a dark brotherhood. She's more a tong. She's like, why'd you go ahead and join them? We're not necessarily friends, but you know, it's a shame. Cause I really like you kind of deal. And, uh, so there's this little bit of, I don't trust you, but I'm still going to be flirtatious and flirt with you. And, um, you, you actually find out who the sweet roll killer was. It actually was the guy who hired you. Um, the only reason why he hired you, he was using the sweet roll killer to get rid of competition and stuff. And essentially, she went rogue. So he hires you to get rid of her, but she ends up killing him anyway. You find out who she is, and you go to find out. She's actually part of a group called the Fate Bearers, who essentially believe they see... All these different people, like what they can do or what they're going to do, and they're doing it for the, the betterment of the world. Like apparently they're like Naru's daughter will cause unknown havoc to the world. So they tried to kill her and she's like, Well, I don't have a daughter, and I'm sitting there going, Well, not yet. Anyway, 
Um, you actually end up, you, you stop it, and uh, she gives you hints about Marwin. But she also says some very flirtatious things. And I took another screenshot of this because it was amazing. Always a pleasure watching you work, Hero. You never notice, but I come around and check on you from time to time. What can I say? You intrigue me. And one of those nights, I'll sneak into your room and... Oh, purely for a social visit, I assure you. But in a very flirtatious way. I'm like, dude, I'm like biting my hand. Like, it's so hot. And when you finish, he's like, I'll give you a kiss. But just one. If you want another one or to continue where we left off, you have to come visit me in Morrowind. Um, And that's where that quest ends. So I'm going to go ahead and pull Ark back in. Ark! Can you hear me, Ark? Yes, I can. Can you? Yes, I can hear you. Alright. All right. That took a lot of time. I, I told you. We went through all the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> and you missed the best part, which I, I will say this because you're going to go do it. You actually get to see Naru again in the Dark yeah, Brotherhood. Yeah, I, I saw that in the, in the notes, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to that. Because remember how every DLC up until now had a a breadcrumb quest a quest that kind of led you onto what the next dlc or gave you a hint of what the next dlc is well that quest is called the sweet roll killer you can only (laughs) you can only do that quest um once you've it only unlocks once you've finished uh the main story right so Ah, which main story hold on the dark brotherhood main story oh okay yeah yeah It, it won't appear until you do that so you know um well in the meantime here's what i did i updated elder scrolls online <laughs> and now i'm checking which character i should play the dark brotherhood quest with i'm very uh, impressed i'm very excited about this i think you will very much enjoy the uh enjoy the story it is very very good um i guess i'm gonna play it with my oh hold on wait where's the gold coast Oh, there it is. I think I'm going to play it with my North American character just because I bought the DLC since my ESO Plus is inactive at the moment. Yep. But I have the DLC apparently on... And I see you logged on! (laughs) Yep, I did. I did. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, and Naryu gets very flirtatious with you. She even offers you a kiss and says that... Here's the problem. Huh? Here's the problem. You betrayed Naryu for Mirabelle. I and then know. You got her killed as well. I know. And then you got and, her killed as well. And that was what I was saying. I was so torn because then at the same time, she's very flirtatious with me. And, and this past love is now flirting with me like crazy. And I'm like, I'm. What are you going to do? Are you going to get Naryu killed as well? I better huh? not. But anyway, What's... she gives you a kiss <laughs> and says, if you want another one or, you know, to, you know or to continue where we left off, you have to meet me in Morrowind. That was the kind of the precursor to Morrowind. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You'll very much enjoy the sweet roll killer. Make sure you, you still <laughs> stick up with that. Uh, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons now. Yeah, yeah, because Dario gets you all, all excited. My hotkeys, <laughs> all, all my bra- brain, my brain is can't get back to the Elder Scrolls settings. Anyway. Yeah. Right. So, so hold on. I have a question. Okay. Have you started the Morrowind? Yes. Expansion. Uh, I, finally. I, yeah, I still have more to talk about. <laughs> like, 
I told but you, good, I've been playing good. the heck out of this. So, <laughs> of course, then I, I have to do everything in order. So I went and I did the, uh, what is it? Of, it's the Azura quest line you get in order to, like the precursor to Morrowind. When that came out, they gave you the Azura quest line. Um, which really kind of gave you real hints. Like they gave you one at the end of Dark Brotherhood, but they didn't really, they added that precursor quest that you could pick up that went out like a week before, um, a week before uh, the actual thing came out. So I'm sitting there doing my, doing my quest, doing my thing. And you, you find a, a prophetess of Azura who has visions and saying that you have to go, and this is funny because you actually have to go back to um, Stormhaven, that zone, and the Temple of Pariah Abbey. If you remember that from the uh, the Daggerfall Covenant story, that was a temple that was originally, who I don't know who it was originally for, but it became a haven of Azura. Like, there's a... Mm-hmm. There's a statue, like all those people are, are um, um, priestesses and priests of, of Azura. And you go there and find out that um, Azura, the priests are going missing. They're being captured. So you actually have to go and uh, kill a few Daedric enemies to get these uh, Daedric keys to open the ways to these pockets of oblivion so you can free these different priestesses. So you go, and, and it turns out the person who you first meet, she also gets sucked in, but she has such clairvoyance, she knew this was going to happen and left a journal with hints of where the other people were. So you go, and you have to go to all these different areas um, in these different delves and stuff like that in order to um, f- release these priests. So when you release the priests, um, you you release all these different priests, and then they take you to a summoning circle where they were like, together we can um, have a vision of Azura, right? Like we can get, we can find out exactly where where we have to go. Um, mm-hmm. And so you go there, you free them all, and I just died to a world boss <laughs> because this character is not very strong. Um, so you go and, and uh, you, when you free them, they have a vision of Morrowind. They talk about they talk about Vivek losing his power. They talk about Sotha Sill and the Clockwork City. Mm. So, and then the vision disappears, and then you get the memento, the uh, the shard of Azara or whatever, so you can have that Azara pose, uh, which I'm gonna do right now as soon as I can find it in my list, and. Uh, you guys I haven't will... done that yet, so I don't. I don't have it. The Twilight it Shard, yeah. and you become essentially this thing of Azura, right here. You get the light of Azura. You got the moon, the star, yeah. Um, and then that leads you to Morrowind. So I actually went through and did the whole quest for Morrowind. Um, not all of it. I'm, I just started, obviously. Um. Oh, I have marked that yay Razumdar because, of course, this is for the sweet roll killer, and I forgot to say it, but Razumdar shows up too. So both you have Naru and Razumdar? Oh, it's fantastic. Wait, who was the character from Daggerfall that is like... I mean, Ebonart Pact is Naru. Darian Gutierre. Uh, oh, right, Darian Gutierre. Right, yeah. uh, rest in peace. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not around. 
Um, <laughs> so, of course, uh, it, this is actually another funny antidote. During the Sweet Roll Killer in Anvil, remember there's the, the statue of the maiden, which is like this half-naked mermaid or whatever? And uh, Naryu, uh, another female that is a uh, female elf that is uh, part of Rosamdar's eyes. And Rosamdar sitting in this in this building, and Rosamdar's just sitting there staring at the... So when you walk around the statue, there he is just staring at the statue. And Naryu's like, Roz, come on now, stop staring at the statue. You've been staring at it all day. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm just admiring the, you know, I'm just admiring the work. It's so uh, shapely. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Naryu's like, oh, what is this cat always this bad? And the other girl's like, actually, this is one of his good days. And I love Rosamdar. Like I, <laughs> I love Rosamdar. I don't know. I haven't done. I haven't started like one quest in Old Mary Dominion side because I just can't get myself to help the elves. Well, Altmer specifically, not the elves. Do it. Um, do it for Rosamdar. Seriously, I can't. I tried. Rosamdar is 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 worth all of it. He's the only one in the Aldmari Dominion who's actually worth anything. Um, but yeah, he's... but I mean, to just I can't help Queen Irene just because I want to hang out with Rosamdar. That's that's not going to happen. I guess. All right, makes sense. Uh, um, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's Rosamdar is pretty awesome though. I'm not gonna lie about Rosamdar. <laughs> anyway, so I actually make my way in Tomorrowwind. And I've been streaming this a lot. So anyone who's been here knows I've been streaming this and doing a lot of ESO. In fact, I'm probably going to uh, do it later today after I'm done editing all these myriad of podcasts that I have to do. And I do. There's like 12 <laughs> of them. Um, so I'll probably what? be streaming later today. Uh, 12 is not right, but 1, 2, 3, 4. 4. Four podcasting. Yes, I have wow. four sitting that needs edited, so I'm got to work my way through it. So, of course, I'm doing all the different quests in Morrowind. I'm just I'm gushing over the fact that I got to see Vivek, and he's awesome, and I love him. Uh, he, is, his, he is the divine lamp. Yeah, uh, yep, the magic hermaphrodite that glows. He's really cool. I love him. I, I do. I love him so much. So. Oh, I, I just can't get over it. Morrowind is amazing for me because it, it just, it brings back so many freaking memories of, of, of just awesome. Like you've been playing, like you have been playing Morrowind. And yeah. The original one, the original. And Oh, it's just, it's so good, dude. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm, I'm like even doing like one of the very first, uh, barrows that I visit ends up it's 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 so cool because one of the very first barrows was like one of the very first places i walk into i even went into a delve that was a kwama mine that i specifically remember going into that kwama mine hunting the 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 poachers in marwin in three in elder scrolls three oh it's oh it's so good (laughs) um so i actually i wish i had the map let me let me pull it up see if i have it so yeah, I do. Even though I'm playing on this character, so I walk in and I clear out, um, and I clear out all of Satanine, Right, I do all the Satanine quests, which is really cool because, of course, they make reference to the trunk, the uh, uh, the the tree with the the ring in it in three, 
the tree's still there, but it's like a full tree now. <laughs> um, so you, you actually look inside of it. It's not a stump anymore, but there's still a hole in the tree that you can look into, which is really, mm-hmm. really awesome. Um, I like that. And of course, so it sends you off. There's two quests that send you off. One kind of sends you off to go see Vivek. And the other one sends you towards Zane was Zane's Saplu or whatever, which is the delve where the that was a Quama nest. And you actually go in there and it's there's a skooma dealer, right? Like um the skooma dealer has been growing skooma or or not skooma, he's been growing uh moon sugar in Vardenfell. So you find a lady and she turns out to be like an undercover agent or whatever. They're trying to figure out how this guy was able to grow moon sugar in Vardenfell. Oh yeah, um, because it doesn't. It it's very temperamental and doesn't mm-hmm. actually play well. <laughs> and somehow through whatever architect or agricultural methods that he has, he's been able to do it. Um, so I go in, I find his recipes, I burn all that stuff, and then yeah. I uh, I turn him in because he's a dirty Khajiit. <laughs> I know he's that, like I'm. That's a- actually one of the very beautiful delves as well in ESO. It is. It is very pretty. I, I agree. Um, um, I, I I enjoyed it immensely. Um, so, oh, I discovered something or another. What did I discover? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna get there. <clears throat> so, yeah, I went through there, and then I make my way back, and I start doing. I, I do the quest for um, our good friend, uh, Vivek, and he obviously is losing power. And again, oh my goodness, one of the first people you find out, you have to ask these questions, okay? And the questions are all, like, he's asking about this ancient threat, and he's asking about uh, the the Charmant. Like, he's asking about the events of Elder Scrolls Three. And the spirit's like, don't worry, it's not this. This hasn't happened yet. But he, this first thing that he jumps to is, I'm losing my power. Is the Nerevarine coming back? And it's like, not yet. And it's like, oh, whew, someone else. But it was a nice, like, I don't know if many people actually got, um, knew what was going on there. But that was a callback to Elder Scrolls uh, 3. Because he was asking questions like, crap, is the Sharmat awakening? You know, <laughs> is Dagath Ur stirring? And it's like, nope, nope, not that. It's not this one. You're good. Um, so, I don't know. I think that was super cool. Um, so you go, you talk to him, and he sends you around on some various quests. And you have to go deal with his arch mage or his arch cannon or whatever, whatever he's called. And he hates you, obviously. But one thing that I really thought they did well was they... Um, they aged him, right? Like he was all hunched over. So the the arch cannon or whatever is this like really old looking dude. And I'm sitting there going, This is so cool that they they that they did this because I'm sitting there going, Well, you know, all the old people and like at least in the original game, they didn't change the models. So they were old because they had gray hair and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was cool. Um so after you do a couple of the quests, like in order to summon forth, um, you have to do a summoning ritual. So you have to get all these blessing stones. So you go get the blessing stone. And of course, one of the cantons collapsed. So they're like, yeah. if you help us get people out of here, we'll, we'll allow you to have our blessing stone. Fine. 
And then, of course, there's this one guy trying to lift the log, and I'm sitting there, and I do my the little dig motif, so I'm, like, moving some dirt. I'm like, I'm glad to know me moving this little bit of dirt helped this guy lift this giant beam, you know. But that little bit of dirt just was the straw that broke the camel's back, I see, you know. Anyway, whatever. Um, oh, I want to read that. Oh. So I go. I do what I need to do. We're happy. We've seen the world. Um, and we get, we get the, we get the, uh, the stone and we go in. And of course, when I do that, it's, um, the vision we see tends to say, uh, oh, there's a problem. And of course we have to go figure out where it's at. So they give us three different places to visit from the vision. Cause we saw three different visions and he's like, each one of these seems to be from these different areas like Balmora, um, all the different towns. So that's the mission at that point. It's like a three pointed quest that you have to, it's like go investigate these areas and then you do the quest in those areas and they kind of lead you to, you know, where you need to go. So I make my way over and I'm pulling up the map again. Cause of course it makes you go to Balmora. I think it takes you to Nisus and then somewhere over here called Sadrith Mora. So I went over to Sadrith Mora to see all the, all the mushroom towers. Okay. And of course, I also go into the halls of fabrication and talk to Divith Fur, because he's a fun individual. And I talk to him. I do some stuff in there, and I do a bunch of quests around Sadrith Moor, including one with a a slave who wants, or a, a guy who tries to buy a slave's freedom so he can marry her, and she hates him. So you have to like set him free, right? Um, so I chose to set him free. And then I head south and I went to a Dreadloth ancestral tomb. And I got to meet the one, the only Narcissus Dren again. <laughs> Do you remember Narcissus Dren from uh, Rothgar? The, the Dunmer in glass armor who is hiding in the sarcophagus and who ends up like causing all these undead Draugr to descend upon uh, the north. It's familiar. Hold on. Why? Why is it? Why can't I recall the nurse's Dren? He's a I fun individual. He's one of those. Oh, he's okay. like, yep, yeah. I'm. I'm so awesome. I'll put a footnote in my book or whatever. But yep. he's he's a scaredy cat or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you go and and you you take care of him, and of course we I found Elf Britta. Elf Britta, which uh, when we talked about the hotties that we love, apparently Elf Britta came up on it, and I, she's definitely cute. I can agree why people <laughs> would like her, but she's like infatuated with Narcissus Dren. I don't know why, but she is. Um, so yeah, found found him again, and then and then I went in and I did. Um, hold on, I have to find out the name again. This is like the last thing I did in Marwind. Uh, I did. How in the heck am I supposed to pronounce that name? It's the public dungeon, the the Dwemer <laughs> dungeon, because you're going to hunt for the heart of Lorcan in there. Nich. You uh, can't. You can. thing. Whatever. Some random whatever of characters that Dwemer have. I went in there. I did that, and I got one of the shards uh, for the pet the 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 pet you get in there because you collect like what 10 shards or whatever you put them together and get that mini pet so i got that um 
I got one of those. I need to go back in there and farm it eventually, but you know, I'll get to that point eventually. Uh, and that's kind of where I've been left off at this point in Morrowind. Oh, uh, I completed the, I got the achievement for complete 100 master writs. Oh, so I've done that. Um, now that's something I will never ever complete. What the master? Writs? All, yeah. Oh, you don't do them? No. Oh. When was the last time you saw me do anything crafting related? This it is true. It takes a lot of patience. This is true. Which I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it helps that I'm a nine of nine crafter. I have all the traits. Oh, yes. Nothing really is. The only time I ever have any issue is if it says like, oh, we require you to do it in a style that I don't have. Well, I generally just go to a, a the store and buy one, you know, the, the <laughs> guild store and buy the page I need. And then I craft it, and then I get the writs. So that that's that's kind of been my style there. But I've finished that achievement the other day, so that was really cool. Finally gotten 100 of those. Um, that's kind of the end of my tales, which an hour and a half. A long time. Yeah, <laughs> it, took, it took a long time. Yeah. So let's go ahead and <laughs> let's move into the news that we had. So, Ark, why don't you go ahead and do this? Because I've been talking for an hour and a half now. Yeah, uh, I was just about to get into Elder Scrolls, and now you tell me to do the news. Well, there it goes. There it goes. I guess I won't play for another two months. Oh no, <laughs> no! Just real quick, <laughs> and then you can go. Then you can go play. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so we have one part of news that we want to talk about. It's apart from the game director letter ESO in 2017 and beyond. Uh, the article itself basically talks about what happened in 2017 in Elder Scrolls Online, like um, the Homestead going live, new DLCs, more wind expansion, community events, in-game events, all the things like that. But one section of it mentions the new DLC for 2018. Um, I'm just going to read the part that is relative to us. We'll officially announce the first DLC of 2018 just after the first of the year. But here's a small preview. It's a dungeon-based DLC called The Elder Scrolls Online oh, wait. Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, As the I... name implies, it is a north-based in theme, with each of the new dungeons expanding upon the lore of that region. Fake news. Hold on, hold on. We, we are going to talk about this. No, we're, we're not. We're anything. done. Show's over. Thank you for showing up, everyone. <laughs> Coming with the Dragon Bones is an update full of quality of life improvements and additions, including at least one long-awaited feature that everyone who cares about their characters' appearances will love and the homestead storage items I talked about earlier. So, two things are confirmed here. One is long-awaited and long-wanted homestead storage items. Mm, yes. Being able to store items in your houses. Yes. Let's talk about that real quick because I think that that's fine. I know a lot of people are like, when the housing first came out, were disappointed with the fact that it was just cosmetic. It's, it's so you could yep. play, you know, with the house, which, don't get me wrong, tons of fun. Well, a lot of the benefit of having a house in ESO or in the other Elder Scrolls games and even some other MMOs, uh, not not really modern ones. Ultima Online had it. I actually can't think of additional storage in other games, to be honest. Um, so maybe uh, that is fairly new. I mean, not new, but they no one has done storage for a house in a long time since like Morrowind. Mm -hmm. Or not Morrowind, since like Ultima Online. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more, but... 
most modern MMOs, it's just aesthetics that you get houses yeah. for. Uh, but yes, storage. I know our very own uh, Glistener, that was one of his big complaints was what? Mm-hmm. I buy a house and I get no storage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, you have a house, you can put all the chests inside visually, but you can't store anything in them, technically. It, doesn't, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. And I'm glad they are actually bringing this now. Which, yeah. as we usually, we talked about this a lot of times. These are just data. Yes. That don't take any space at all. Yes. So basically, th- there is no reason, f- uh, like, efficiency-wise, at least, that they ca- they shouldn't bring this on. But right. yeah, fine, seeing them finally do this, it's going to be it's going to be good. Yes, I know a lot of people are excited, including us. We're excited for that because I mean, yeah. I finally have a house that I've still not done anything in. <laughs> uh, like seriously, I've not done anything. I really need to sit down and like plan out what I want to do. Um, I, I'm such a planner with things that it's like I need to sit down. I need to draw the house out and then like design. Like this is going to be this wow. room, and <laughs> this is going to be this room before I start just throwing stuff in there all willy nilly. Um, that's just generally how I am. Yeah. Um, but now at least my house will have some sort of purpose. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the other part is obviously, um, the character customization related update, which they don't mention what it is. But it's it's a trans it has to be a transmog system. I don't know what else be. it has to be. Yeah. It makes no sense if it was anything else. Like they've been talking about this yeah. having a, a type of wardrobe system in the game for a while. They said they're working on it, you know, it, they just they weren't ready to talk about it at any point in time yet and now, you know, we were we we did say about the fact that they would need to do something in the future like um when we were talking about DLCs, like I think it was last mm-hmm. that we'd have a chapter where like, well, the next one, they always do a, a dungeon thing, which normally has some sort of quality of life item. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and then they, uh, the, 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 the chapter, the zone, and then, you know, the dungeon pack or whatever. Actually, I think I'm a little confused at this one with the dungeon pack. Cause they, they're adding that in. But yeah, that seems a little early. So it's it's nice to know that that is what they're doing with the next DLC, which I guess mm-hmm. is this quarter coming up, right? Uh, first quarter, yeah, I mean, it's it, by, probably by it, March of uh, 2018. Yeah, apparently it'll hit PTS like very early 2018. So probably in the like first couple of weeks of January, we might actually get the DLC in PTS, mm-hmm. and we might actually. Get the DLC itself in February, if right? By that, by that logic, right? Yeah, it's it's first quarter, so you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it could be anywhere from January first to the the end of of March. Uh, that's first quarter, so yeah, and then of course that would put us right in in par with um, um, the chapter coming out for early summer, like last year. Yeah. So. Which I wonder what will be. Well, what will it be? Well, do we, do we have any like hints towards it? I haven't it? finished Clockwork City, but people have been saying that the the final, like, essentially the quest that was what I talked about during my tales, the uh, sweet roll quest, like the quest 
after you finish the main story of Clockwork mm-hmm. City, there's an additional, I guess, that gives you hints. And people oh. are assuming that it is um, Somerset Isles. Not, you know, we have Oridon. It'll be the big island. Or at least part of okay. the big island. So it'll be like lots of Altmers? Yeah, it'll be Altmer. I think we can skip mm, this chapter. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll spend money on that one. Not, nah. As Kimundi <laughs> says in chat, Somerset Isle, spoil! <laughs> hey, Kim, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I won't be buying that one. Anyway, though. So here's the main thing about this new DLC. Okay. It says Dragon Bones. So it'll be most likely. A so dragon dead dragons theme. that don't exist. I understand. Hold They're up. all dead. They're Hold all dead. Up. They're all dead. I mean, do you really think an MMORPG, not saying an Elder Scrolls game, an MMORPG will miss the chance of putting there a dragon boss? Do you really think nope. they will miss that chance? Nope. They will skip that chance. <sighs> Unless it's an undead dragon, be... which is still well, a dead dragon. It's dead. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You said. You say. No. There are no dragons. Fake news. Secondary... Fake news. Fake news. Oh. There are no dragons. Hold on. They're all dead. Apparently, well, we'll see with this DLC. They're all dead. If, if there are dragons or not in Second Era. No. I mean, we know there are dragons in at least a dragon in Third Era, which is Martin Septim. Who turns him? No, he's not a dragon. A, doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. He no. is a dragon. He turns into no. a dragon. Parthenex is like the only living dragon, and he's in the top of the world. And he's I'm, I'm, disputed. I'm getting there as well. I'm getting there as well because I thought about it last night. Actually, I thought about how to make you angry about this. Well, you're doing a good job. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Parthenex was Alduin's like brother. Yeah. Yes. Not technically. About no, no, they were y- younger brother. Yeah. They were siblings. So yeah, yeah. So um. So Partunax was alive since Alduin was alive. And yeah. that's like very, very long time ago, before the first era, second era, and all those eras. And Partunax has been alive all this time. Which means there are at least a dragon. There's one dragon. Tumriel. I will concede one dragon. The eras. And now we'll, in Elder Scrolls Online, we are going to see a dragon again. Probably with the boss as a boss, I guess. Um, but I don't know. But I hope we do, just so just so I can make you angrier. Nope. I, refu- <laughs> I refuse to believe I will be so if angry if they add another <laughs> dragon outside of Parthenex. If they actually do add a dragon as a boss in this DLC, how do you think they will handle the lore? Like, what, what do you think they'll say? All um, right. If I had to say for breaking the lore... If they were going to add a dragon, since it's dragon bones, I could see a dragon priest using necromatic magic to raise a dragon that would be like an undead dragon, similar to what you saw in the um, in the one DLC for Skyrim, the undead dragon in uh, the mm-hmm. vampire world, which would be yep. a dead dragon that was raised. So it's not even really a full dragon. I don't think it would be able to shout because it would just be an animated dragon. There would be none. Now, the only other way is what if this area leads us to the breath of, or the, the throat of the world and we see Parthenax? Oh, oh actually. You so said- you're, you're not necessarily fighting dragons. There's just the one 
because you're receiving the quest from Parthenax. Maybe, maybe some, I don't know, some people are trying to kill him and you have to save him. You see, seeing Parthenax would be amazing, actually. Because yeah. there is a there is the entrance of the seven thousand steps to High Hrothgar. Yep. In in Rift, but it's blocked by like uh, fallen trees and things like that. Yep. And you know the DLC does say expanding the knowledge of that area, lore of that area. And <clears throat> I very if much I could, actually, I could see yeah. one of the dungeons being the seven thousand steps where you're fighting yep. up the steps to High yeah. Hrothgar, and you know you beat the boss that's like sieging high rothgar or whatever and then parthenax welcomes you oh man that would actually be amazing that would actually be amazing yeah that would be oh now i'm hopeful <laughs> <laughs> now you're really gonna be playing eso yep yep i i am yeah i mean i'm already jumping around aimlessly as we talk so i'm getting one aspect of my gameplay back there you go so, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just that I need to get the useful parts back instead of just jumping around. Oh, I mean, you you something. already missed out on our drunken IC night where we all uh, drinking and fishing in IC. I don't know, man. I wasn't invited, so you were. Uh, you uh, of course you were invited. It, it's open to <laughs> anyone probably, in the guild. I was. I was probably in my like third sleep by then. You were either sleep or at work because <laughs> it was like our normal eight or nine, whatever, at night. But yeah, it was. If we, it was eight or nine, I was sleeping. If it's later than that, I was probably going to work. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was like nine or whatever, but yeah. Needless to say, that's that's kind of kind of what I see. I, I'm I'm predicting right now that one of the dungeons is going to be the seven thousand steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get to the top or whatever, you'll fight a boss. I don't not. I'm not gonna say who the boss is. It maybe it's a necromancer who can summon a dragon bone. You know, a dragon bone zombie of some kind. It won't be a real dragon. But if we can see a dragon, dragon priests can dragon priests uh, like reanimate dragons? I don't think so. Like they never had that power in Skyrim. I remember something like that being discussed in one of the discords i can't remember if it was ours or a fully ours but i i remember something like that being discussed like dragon priests having the ability to like get a dragon up and running i want to say like alive and kicking right <laughs> without <laughs> aldean's help uh but I, I don't remember where it was or if the discussion was actually exactly this but yeah yeah, but probably not if you don't remember something like that because you're. Yeah, you're, I I don't remember that particular. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, it's not it's not unusual that you are wrong about the dragons oh, uh, and ouch. the lore surrounding it. Ouch. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, man, uh-huh. I was looking forward to talking about this uh-huh, just because. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And like, oh man! As soon as people listen to this, like Galiskner and everyone, ah, oh, you are gonna get so many messages. I hope. I hope I'm not hinting anything towards our listeners. Um, but if you do want to send an email about how how Ag is generally wrong about dragons and their existence throughout Tamriel in second and third era, you know, feel free to send an email at Dungeon Crawler Network. If you get into the <laughs> website, there's a contact form right there. Um, feel free to correct them. And I'm going to make sure we are going to read all of those on our next episode. I might hate you a little but bit. But I'm not right suggesting now. anything. <laughs> no, no. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
about that. Yeah. Hey, Avi Optimal <laughs> logged on too. Well, that's weird. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, we were playing PUBG with him the other day. Actually, we do that a lot. Do oh, that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't play other games. Gotta, gotta, gotta bring him back to ESO as well, maybe. Yeah. I, I really only play ESO and Ashes of Creation alphas. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can never imagine you playing a shooter anyway. Yeah. Any yeah. shooter. Have you I, ever played, like, a mainstream shooter? I don't know, like... A mainstream TV shooter? Um, Overwatch, maybe. Things like that. Okay. Like the main very very first game that i got really really into all right this is going back this is going back guys <laughs> it was a game called operation flashpoint okay you can look this up yeah. this was kind of before the whole battlefield era or those shooters and stuff like that this game was supposed to like completely revolutionize shooters because you could drive tanks, you could shoot, you could drive planes. Like, it was everything. It was a tank sim, a flight sim, you know, first-person shooter all in one. It was actually really, really cool for its day. Um, mm -hmm. And this was a long time ago. But that was – I actually was – I was even part of uh, a clan for it, you know, like a, a guild. But they were generally, like, for first-person shooters that actually yeah. could participated in tournaments. And that's wow. actually where I got hooked on to MMOs in the first place because I actually um, – a gentleman joined our, our squad, and he was new, and I offered to help train him. You know, So I was, I was helping him train. I, I was running skirmishes with him to try to – and w while we were up one night talking and doing, doing our, our training and stuff, he was telling me a story. Now, he lived in Hawaii, right? Um, so he was telling me a story about how um, he was on this island one day, and, you know, and he was telling, and he, I was so captivated by this story, right? Thinking that he was telling me a story of him in Hawaii, when in reality <laughs> he was telling me a story about Ultima Online. Like he's like, <laughs> I found a boat, and normally I wouldn't just take it, but I did. So I'm sitting there thinking he's like in Hawaii, and he found a boat, and he just went out, and whatever. <laughs> And I thought this was real life, and he's talking, he's telling me all this stuff, and I think that's great. Until he's like, and then all of a sudden, a GM pops on, and I'm like, what the heck's a GM? What are you talking? Oh, it's a game. Oh. <laughs> Only after that did I realize what was going on. And he actually is the first one that got me into MMORPGs in the first place um, with Ultima Online. And ever since that, I've been an RPG nut, and mm -hmm. I drop shooters altogether. But I actually started with shooters first. Um. That those were my very first games that I've ever played were shooters. Um, wow. Let me. I'm trying to think when. And of course, you and I already talked about Quake. You know, oh, yeah. like, that's why I said Unreal like stream shooters and things like that. Because oh, come on. I, I, Unreal ninety nine is yeah. about as mainstream as it got back in the day. You know what I mean? Well, I was I I I was a like small toddler back then, so I oh. wouldn't know. For me, it was <laughs> Unreal two thousand four. Oh yeah, I was ninety nine. Two thousand four has its like special place in my heart. Right. I mean, when when ninety nine came on Steam for like three bucks, I bought it again. I still hop on and play <laughs> Unreal ninety nine from time to time. I I do the same for two thousand four. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Still have um, it on my Steam. It's, it's just too bad. Awesome. Like they don't. They no longer have servers, so you have to like do a bunch of weird stuff to actually. Yeah, there's no official servers. It's all yeah. hosted individually. So of course. 
of course, you're going off that person's internet connection. If the person hosting it doesn't necessarily have a super strong connection, then, you know, there's lag issues yeah. and yeah, no, I got you on that. Makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've uh, shooters were the first games I actually ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just fell in love with the MMO genre after that point. So yeah, yeah. It was actually crazy. There was a time in my life when I actually considered joining the military and being part of that too, you know, and, and that just, no, I became too much of a geek for if, that. If, if the military used swords and shields. Oh, now, yeah, totally. But <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, I was a standard crazy nut job, I guess. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I love firearms. I love them, but not the military. Yeah. It's, I, lo- I love firearms as a sport. Like, if, if we had a shooting range around here, I, w- I wouldn't get out of it. But I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't do military stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, for me, I used to, but I've always been someone who loves swords. Like, I remember yeah. having little wooden <laughs> ones I played with when I was a kid. Like, and that kind of started my love. And then there's that weird teenage years where I was all about firearms instead. And that's where I was like, I'm going to join the army. And then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now now I'm, i went back to my true love which is which is swords and shields so yeah yeah but all right so those are kind of my thoughts on on that so i guess it i guess we're up to the point now where i have to um well i have to kill this thing first but uh <laughs> we're up to 36 lessons because i think that's the end of our so news how, how, how long has it been since the show started can you see that Oh, for how long the show's been going? Like, yep. just this stream? Yeah, yeah. yeah, an hour and 47 minutes. Hour and 47. If that's all right with you, we could skip reading for today. Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll save it for yeah. next week, because I guess, yeah, this is fairly oh. long, and I know we didn't start necessarily on time. So, um, yeah. We'll we'll hold our we- reading for this week. <laughs> um, I apologize for every, everyone who was, like, waiting for the reading, but may or may not have some plans with my brother so yeah i I might run yeah yeah that's that's cool all right well ark where can people find you uh you can find me anywhere that says ark on here that is a-r-k-h-a-n-i-i-r um i'm on twitter i'm on twitch i try to stream regularly now that that i started a full-time job but uh, lately i've been having fun with dark souls 3 first time ever playing it very frustrating stream um, but you can give me a follow there, twitch.tv slash, I almost said Dungeon Crawler Network. <laughs> <laughs> TV follow TV both places. Up. Yeah, yeah. If, if you are not following us on Twitch at Dungeon Crawler Network, do so as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. You can contact me from Twitter or you can send me an email at arcaneer.gmail.com. And that's about it, I guess. All right. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. Uh, you can follow me here on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network, where I've been streaming almost every night. There's a fairly good schedule going on there where we do all sorts of fun stuff. Everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, uh, where you find links to our YouTube, YouTube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network, Twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network, and, of course, Facebook.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. You got it. We're not very original on that. It's called branding. <laughs> Get used to it. So there we go. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we hope to see you in-game. See you later, everybody. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. 
He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout, "Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end." The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on Sirid fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well, magic infused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond. Red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Elish in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond. Protect us till the end.